brothers and sisters. I want to welcome you back to life. Back to the one that can make your next chapter your best chapter. As I was saying, there are these issues that face the world at some point. And facts show that there wasn't over-reliance on the word of God, but there was over-reliance on something other than that, and it sort of worked for them. Polio. There was research. Vaccines came out. Tuberculosis. There was research. Vaccines came out. I, I get you. There would be some linkage back to the word of God, right? But I'm saying in that utopia, people are uh, oriented that the first thing to do is to work hard to get it whether by science or something probably the last thing you do is to rely on the word of god going back to your conversations about talking about people who are earning ten thousand five hundred and are not happy right some people seek um psychological help some people go to institutions and then when it doesn't work that's where they fall back on god for that we cannot take it out you would definitely fall back on it but i'm saying that for people looking through all of this then it gives the inference that people really believe that so so and so and so and so should work for them vis-a-vis if they work hard it will work for them right so for these kind of people over reliance on spirituality is low right that could turn into turn over our churches right because if you remember the preamble i said i said if things are working perfectly are people going to turn out to church the way they turn out are men of god going to keep their jobs as they keep are they going to be influential in society because pastors are hell of powerful in this community especially they are very powerful very very people don't realize but then even in our politics you need to place a religious stance before people take you people people would take you um, serious like our main president you get it so i my question is is turnover going to be as great as it is for the new generation of pastors coming up okay um you did mention uh Basically, you place the um, factual checking, like fiscal stuff, to that of the spiritual thing. Yeah. There is actually something in the Bible concerning this. Um, okay. I want to read it. To okay. You, right. In James two fourteen to I think twenty six. He says, "What does it profit, my brethren, if someone says he has faith, but does not have works?" So you are talking about, I have faith in God, but then I don't have work. I don't. I believe in God, so I'm not going to do. I'm not going to research into the blood and find. Uh, malaria and all of that no so if a brother or sister is naked and destitute of daily food and one of you says to them depart in peace be warmed and be filled that is what so somebody is hungry and is in need of help and you say go in peace and the faith of god will be with you right okay he says what but you do not give them the things which are needed for the body oh your surprises in the Bible. So, yeah. The Bible is saying, basically. Makes sense. Thus, also, faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. So, which means if you have the works, 
you are doing things and you don't have faith dead if you have faith and you are not applying the works dead then he says but someone will say you have faith and i have works show me your faith without your works and i will show you my faith by my works you believe that there is one god you do well even the demons believe and tremble but do you want to know O foolish man that the faith without works is dead was not abraham our father justified by works when okay so he goes on to talk about abraham and he had faith but then he also did works because when god told him go and sacrifice your son right that was faith he could have said god i believe you have the power to even sacrifice him so i wouldn't but he went ahead and then did works he offered his son up for sacrifice and then god said no you have proven to me that your faith and works are one so hence therefore working with faith i'll let you do some research when you leave working with faith right it's not just speaking and then that's that yes that works but then you have to also put in the work if i if i say Komo, god is revealing to me that in five years time or in two weeks time or let's say in a month you're going to travel to america right and you do not have a passport you will say amen and everything right but if you do not have a passport is that going to happen no because the spiritual and the physical work hand in hand you understand so then that's that okay. when you have time read about america and after the world war ii them uh, how they benefited from the gospel because it's one of the things that you should you can research into it how they benefited from the gospel after world war ii till now and then now they can turn do you, their back you want us to go into history <laughs> that's one of my strongholds though yeah. but you anyway now they can beat their hands on their chest and say hey well, we are america we are the greatest and all of that but then now look at what is happening yeah so i, I mean um komo's komo's question is the reason why church is very prevalent in this part of the world is because of our lack yeah right so and, and it, it makes sense it makes sense um today in ghana church has become a one-stop shop for all needs right for people you know i'll use my church as an example and i know it, it's it cuts across it does um, we offer scholarships for people the same people we pay for their medical bills the same people we are in charge of their social economic welfare they are in charge of everything about them you know people don't trust the system people don't even the systems don't even work no they don't exactly yeah. so Como and it's a very it's a very important point to make that will will the the church lose its power and its importance once the systems are working that's it that's that's what you're asking for and the the simple answer is is to look back on um people countries that have gone ahead of us right so the developed countries and you made you made mention of some of these ones that matthew also just said there are countries that heavily relied upon god at some point but now they've forgotten about god because things are working for them america the founding fathers of america placed god and its principles in their dna in their in their constitutions and all of that but today they've taken away um, even praying in community schools they've taken away praying from, from from the schools and all of that you know depending on who you ask if you ask me my opinion is now we are seeing the evidence of that in the country that's why the country everything messed up for them you understand i don't know if i should be speaking pigeon but anyway <laughs> <laughs> no that <laughs> was passionate sure. so i understand you, <laughs> people, you have to do a switch up <laughs> but i i think that 
I genuinely believe that God created us in a way for us to always need him. All right? If we can do everything God can do, then he refuses to be God. He's not God anymore. He's just some mythical, you know, creature that we, we talk about. I think that it doesn't matter how high you rise, what you attain, what you achieve. There will always be a part of your, your, your life that needs God. It needs the supernatural. You need it. And that's why, I don't know if this is insensitive to say, but I'll say it anyway. That's why you have wealthy people who have achieved everything they can achieve. But a lot of them are not happy, you know. I mean, somebody says, just take a $100 bill and wipe your tears, if it's really about the money, you know. But you have, they've achieved everything they can achieve, but they are still depressed. You know, they are, they are unhappy with it. They, nothing is enough for them. It's because there's something missing within and that thing is a relationship with God. That's how I see it. Now, the question or the argument over here would be, would the church still be relevant with this? Can somebody have a personal relationship without God? And that's a different discussion. I yeah. don't know if you are going to do part three of this. But I'm, I'm down for that, bro. <laughs> I, I believe that God is important. God will forever be important. Um, there's no way we can do without him. And if we try, you start seeing unnecessary, like, unnecessary struggle. Unnecessary struggle. That's, that's genuinely what I do. Okay. This has been a good discussion. Yeah. But um, lastly, I just I just want to put um, something on... I've lost my chain of thought. Sorry. Um, with, the, with, the, with the power that church wields, right? I mean, you've seen um, the first earlier sections of the church. Churches are, are like governments, actually. Um, in, in, in reference to what you just said about providing scholarships um, to, to, to people of your church. It's like a government where people pay tax to the government and then the government has responsibility to the people. So in, in, in that sense, with the power churches vote now, my bit of advice to probably the coming generation of pastors that we'll be used to I'm lucky to know two of them, so <laughs> I don't know if they become um, very, very powerful. They'll still pick up my call, but hey, anyway. <laughs> this guy, <pa. laughs> you go through my PSP. Uh, <laughs> you, you know, if you do that, I'll call you out, Matthew. You know that, right? Yeah. Papa, I've been known for long, but Matthew, I've known for like 12 years. If I dare come to your office and you are doing all of this, oh. you know how true I'll try scene. You know that. <laughs> I'll throw a scene. But hey, um, I think it's about time churches pushed the system to work for the people, mm. to lessen the burden on them. Mm. Okay? Because, I mean, even this corona, you see people calling out churches, not giving donations and all of that, and to people, blah, blah, blah based on what um, the old church did but let's not forget the old church was very organized and was actually funded by their respective countries portugal england the u.s for mormons these people were directly funded so it it made sense for an anglican diocese to say i've built 15 schools but i'm giving it back to the government churches in these denominations pretty much have funding coming from their members that's the fact and churches need to pay bills mm. 
<laughs> you can't deny I'm that actually, fact. I'm actually very happy. I see. You, 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 churches need to pay bills, okay? Except probably you are a, a pastor who or a man of God who decides to channel the wrong path yeah. for money. I mean, yeah. we've seen some. And, and it has really not ended well for some of them. People have had their reputations dragged in the field. Um, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. But, I mean, I can't. But anyway. <laughs> we beg. <laughs> people have had years and years of reputations dragged down into the mud because of that. But as much as possible, I feel the new generation of pastors coming up, we know most of them, should call out the government to do what they need to do for the people to lessen the burden That's true. on them. That's true. Okay. Um, I, I feel like in Ghana especially, the church is held to a certain very high standard and people demand so much ac- accountability from the church, even more than the government. You know, I'll give you an example. When when Corona started or when Corona hit, um, one church in Ghana, a large charismatic church, donated 100,000 Ghana CDs to mm-hmm. the um, COVID-19 Relief Fund, which was organized by the government. And the media house tweeted it. So I, I was reading the comment section, you know, and somebody commented, only 100,000. And I'm thinking, <laughs> you know, this is a, a level of entitlement that we don't even see when it comes to the government. Do you understand? Like, when when the president came and says, we have, how many do you say we have? Uh, 100 million dollars. Yeah, 100 million, yeah. Prepared for Corona, you know. We, we, everybody's like, hey, where are we going to get the money from? I wish we had that kind of money. Nobody says, oh, this that's not enough. But when an individual church contributes money, all of a sudden it's not enough for it. I don't, I don't know what it is, but I think that people don't understand how churches run. You know, people think that church is sitting on some unlimited resources. But is that, sorry to cut it, but is that also not because of what the quote-unquote um, other people are, are showing off or are doing? Absolutely, absolutely. To every, to every everything there are two sides of the coin right unfortunately um we have people who are not genuine they are fake and i can i can obviously say they are fake and if you want to have another episode to show why they are fake we can prove it but <laughs> let's let's not go no this need. One. <laughs> we have a lot of people who go into it for the wrong reasons you know and they they portray a certain lifestyle that is not in line with what the word of god suggests for their line of duty or their line of work exactly so unfortunately that's what people see people have seen that out people have seen that and the criticism goes over everybody i'll give an example so um, a few days ago my dad was having an interview with joy fm and he said that he misses the church he misses the people you know and there was this backlash about how Bruh, I saw that tweet, yeah, man. About the money. <laughs> and I, honestly, ah, they I, came I for to, that tweet, I, bro. I, I I, I, no, I, I literally saw the tweet. I was like, "Jeez, what is Cash going to do?" <laughs> I, I don't do Twitter arguments. I usually stay away from this. But my first question is, how much do you think comes out of church that you think you, you understand what I'm saying? Like you, everybody listen. How you? Let's not go into it. But yeah, I get you. I get you. I get you. But also, um, you you putting on does it not lead back to what I'm saying? The majority of people who are with those fake pastors, as mm. you say, are they not there because of these socioeconomic reasons that we are facing? Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. So, so that's why I, I've said that the church must ensure it's going back to the basics. 
what is the basics prayer fellowship following in the apostles doctrines right that was what that was how the first church was started and that's what we must do people will come looking for things people are looking for quick miracles people are looking for quick solutions because they live in a country where things don't work you apply for a passport their passport is ready in somebody's drawer for three weeks you go to the hospital you are sick the hospital cannot take care of you because there's no bed all these problems are real people will come to you for these things but it is not a reason to take advantage of people and to shift away from the main purpose do you understand our job is to provide good news good news through salvation good news through helping people solve their problems but 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 it's really important to remember why you are doing it and what you're supposed to do you understand and it doesn't matter what people you see it's very pontius Pilate. let me shift digress a little pontius Pilate could have saved jesus christ from death but he listened to the voice of the people the voice of the people is very very important do you understand and people know that so just to get crowd they start shifting away from the main purpose of their calling we've seen a lot of people start well and they fall just because the crowd the voice of the people let them away and there are people who don't even start well at all they they see they see the glory and they wonder they want to see you know you see somebody serving somebody water and so i like that i want somebody to also yeah i think that's pretty much most of the reason why there are a lot of churches popping up um the what what i'll say about that about this is the the good ones the good pastors the, the legit ones must always come out and speak do you understand it's really really important come out and speak the positive tell us call them out let us know that this is wrong this is not what we stand for this is this person is not part of us you know and i think once that happens okay we should be all right okay Makes but sense. i i i want to on behalf of the church <laughs> to this to no guy <laughs> on behalf of the church i i want to i want to just speak out to anybody who is in como's shoes who <laughs> no offense. situation please <laughs> 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 wow wow you don't know but there, there, there are a lot of people like that i'm so. actually happy where i am but anyway Yo, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> he sees me in church <laughs> you know, there, there are a lot of people who, who don't have answers they don't have people to give them answers there are a lot of people that don't you know they don't see the purpose of church some of some people didn't grow up in church at all some people haven't even been exposed to church all i'll say is just give us a chance um if you have questions try and reach out to people let them explain especially the educated ones one of the things that i find so frustrating is when i see educated people that clearly oppose the church with non-factual things you know just I ask like that. you know in our next episode we'll be talking about <laughs> tithing all of this. everybody has their own opinion about tithing but there is only one truth about tithing that's based on the word of god oh wow you know it's not about feelings it's not about your belief system it's based on the word of god you either choose to accept the word or reject it it's not about feelings you know so just seek out the truth ask questions read and try and drown your ears to the the noise and the fake ones and it's very easy. Maybe we'll do another episode to know the fake, the, how to know the fake pastors. <laughs> going back to the roots for the churches, is that going to make you less powerful? The church is not. If you get where I'm coming from, you get where I'm coming from, because you, 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 
I I still have to emphasize churches are very powerful. Yes, churches. I can I can go into in that this part too. of the country. They are very proud of of the of Africa. They are very. But is that going to reduce your 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 impact? Impact? No. Power? No. So I'll 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 talk. I'm, about I'm not power. talking about spiritual power. Okay. So when, when I say power, <laughs> I'm talking about I'm talking about political influence. Impact. You yeah. know. I've read an article that Donald Trump became Donald Trump because of a, a group called the Evangelicals in America. Yeah, I know about a lot you of know, that. So the yeah. Evangelicals are, for those people that don't know, they are like the leaders of the churches, right? Protestant, <laughs> Pentecostal kind of churches in America. And apparently, they are so powerful, for whatever reason, they are so powerful that they, they got him elected. Um, I, don't, I don't know the, the politics behind it, but... There's if, a lot of politics, actually. It's if, on Netflix, Fatherhood. You can check it out. Okay, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll watch you can it. check if, it out. If you had to believe that, I mean, that that right there tells you, when Donald Trump came into power, what did he do? He even, he hired a White House pastor, you know, in the, in the, in the person of Paula White. A, somebody on White House payroll. You know, this is in 2020. In the biggest office in the world, in the White House, they hired a pastor. Has the impact gone down? Absolutely not. Okay. I don't want to go deep into that, but yeah, I, I think a lot of conservatives and rednecks are <laughs> quote-unquote <laughs> Christians. So, um, yeah, it, I think it's a political move. Okay. Donald Trump is an ass. Sorry. Um, please, please. Excuse my words, but yeah. <laughs> censored, please. I, I think it's a political move. I know what all, all you are talking about, yeah. but that example is actually great. But, well... Okay. I mean, if you want to talk about this, we we'll go the whole day, yeah, I know. right? I so, know. yeah, let me just... We've already done two episodes Wow. Yeah, on this topic. Okay. Two things to go into, um, where the church loses impact. And so, just know that the end of the church is not to have political power or it's not to take control over the country. Basic core, um, what's it called? Basic core principle or aim of the church, preach the good news spread the gospel then if you go into look for you're going to look for 18 uh, christ was speaking about how the spirit of the lord is upon him to heal the sick uh, set uh, the captives free break the bondage eh, sorry bondage uh, <laughs> deliver people who are under oppression so that is if you go into if you add these two things together that is basically the core the thing of the church it's because like papa said earlier on human influence so then things change and then it becomes slightly a bit complex because it's never it's really that straightforward like that is it yeah true yeah. true but um also papa also mentioned if people who are in kumos uh is it what it's not a shoe i'm satisfied where i am Kumos, you can always <laughs> send I'm us satisfied where i am guys on gcr where <laughs> on twitter and yes, the Instagram is coming on live with the same handle, GCR Word of Pod on Instagram. So you'd see our beautiful faces there and wow. you can interact with us and there'll be a lot of goodies there. Yeah, so Kumo, we've come to the end. You have your, you have any closing statement? Not questions, please. Uh, no, I'm, okay, so uh, no uh -huh. questions. All right. Um, the decision not to go to church so oh, much is okay. actually a personal decision. And okay. And I'm still. I know, I know it's I, changing. It's, I'm it's, 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 it's not. I believe not. your wife to be. She'll change you. It's not. It's Amen. Not. It's not. Amen. <laughs> she, I mean, she's had the reservations. Very soon. Very soon. Come she, on, become your, this thing, your chief usher. Uh, 
You want me to give you, you want a testimony to preach on Sunday. It's not going to happen. But hey, um the I'm quite grateful I have um two friends who are non judgmental, even though they occupy a very um how how should I put it? A very powerful position. Yeah, let me put it that way. Yeah, uh, usually you find people in the ministry rejecting um, non-religious people like yeah. us. But yeah. um, I mean, Matt has—I've known Matt for a very long time. I've known Papa for quite some time, and uh, when we when they come on set and with the GCR team, it's it's quite yeah, yeah it's quite very very cool to look to to experience. And um, I'm still quite adamant where I am. I might change. I might not. <laughs> you will I mean, change. it's it's a probability thing. So, yeah. And lastly, over uh-huh. the thing, just a tip. Okay. I think churches can look into behavioral data, basically, in terms okay. of what you said uh, when I said um, okay. like what people came here for. Yeah, okay. you can. You, I mean, there are psychologists who could look into behavioral data, okay. and then they could sort of predict where where the churches yeah want yeah. to come from and this can inform them on how to look into the future yeah so i'm done all right thank you so much como for thank joining you too, us bro. Thank i hope you, you had too, uh, and i hope you've had some something to go home and think about and hopefully yeah, my questions I have been answered you in yeah. the chief usher position my guy my guy <laughs> when i come and visit papa right. the last time i saw him he saw he was like oh give him something to do i was like hey my friend <laughs> If you don't, if you don't go oh, away, wow. what's that? Give you something wow, to do. Wow, powerful, powerful, powerful. <laughs> please, please, All right. please, please. Uh, We thank God for your life, Komo. Uh, all right. We thank God for this opportunity to have. Thank you to you guys for listening to me, man. It was it was yeah. quite a conversation. I I like that. Yeah. It was. Yeah. Um, it was intellectual. So, folks, so yeah. soon we've come to the end of the part two of uh, Cyril said we should name this thing "Behind the Veil," a peek behind the veil. <laughs> I actually liked it. But then, yeah, I, I know, at the end, we'll oh, see geez. the title. So, comes the end of the part two of this um, wonderful conversation. Time is fast spent, so we'll not be able to have a, a sermon we left. So, maybe in the next episode, we will. Um, before we leave, we want to say a word of prayer with you. So, wherever you are, please close your eyes and bow your head. And Pastor Papa, take us away. You are Father Lord, we just want to thank you for another opportunity to bring word to your people. We thank you for the listeners and we thank you for the lives of everybody that has heard us today. Anybody that has questions on their heart, Father, I pray, Lord, that you shall minister to them. Send your Holy Spirit to minister and guide them and bring them illumination in the name of Jesus. We pray that anybody that is on the fence, bring them a helper, bring them an angel that will help guide them in the mighty name of Jesus. We thank you. Amen. 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 I have been Matt and I am here with Papa and this has been Word of Pod. See you next time. Word of Pod. Bye. This has been a Gold Coast Reports production.
the Savior. I don't want to love nobody but you. I don't want to love nobody but you. Yes. I don't want to love nobody, love nobody but you. Get more music on explicitblog.com.